hot air hangs like a dead man from a white oak tree. People sitting on porches thinking how things used to be. Dark night. It's a dark night. Dark. Joshua P. Warren's Speaking of Strange. I'm your host, Vance Pollock. I'm in the studio with investigator Shelley Wright, Sam the Animal Steel producing. I think since we've been doing this since January, we've had some great shows, some of the best shows in, in recent years in the last few months. Would you agree, Shelley? I would agree. Not, not really bragging, just saying when it happens, it's good. And Sam said, I'm I'm ready to uh, to be on board just in case a good show <laughs> is in the future at some point. I'm on call. <laughs> Speaking of strange, uh, takes us from the summit of man's knowledge to the dark pit <laughs> of his depravity. And yeah, uh, Dark 30, the pit of depravity. But Dark 30, now is a good time to mention it in, in case uh, folks haven't, third be- haven't heard. The original Dark 30 radio concept, if I'm not mistaken is something dreamt up by Joshua P. Warren and Nick Redfern and Micah Hanks and Jim Mars over whiskey uh, many years ago. And Jim Mars has left the building. Jim Mars, uh, a name that I didn't realize how many of my friends, not even friends necessarily in paranormal circles, because if you look... My Facebook feed, I'll I'll see that somebody sent me a friend request and we've got 14 mutual friends. Well, if I look at those mutual friends and see that they're Phyllis Galdi or Joshua P. Warren or Micah Hanks or Shelley Wright, I'll know that these are people who are friending me because of my interest in in the paranormal or or some of the radio uh, stuff that I do associated with acquainted with the paranormal. Um but I saw people who I knew from the alt history uh, uh, biz. I'm very interested in uh, 20th century alt history and sp- conspiracy and stuff like that. I, I have friends who are, uh, I mentioned my interest in genealogy. I have people who are uh, active in uh, like Civil War reenactment and stuff like that. And uh, one of my friends who's a Civil War reenactor said, I lost a good friend today, Jim Mars. Didn't know that Jim was uh, 
uh, active in like the uh, Civil War history community. I mean, he was well known in so many circles. Uh, of course, he's well known for uh, his uh, contributions to ufology, uh, for deep probing research into uh, the JFK assassination, which is uh, kind of an interest of yours, right, Sam? It is. And I saw recently this week there was some new info uh, regarding the uh, CIA and their official stance on what went down. And I actually have it open on my browser window at home, but I have not read it yet. Ooh, I will will check into it just to let you know. That is a tease. That sounds interesting. Uh, But Jim Mars has died. And I believe he was 73 years old, and we knew that he was in declining health. Uh, I had heard in recent months that his his health was was, uh, not that good. But the last person that Chase Kletsky interviewed on Fate Magazine Radio last December, I believe, before I took over Fate Magazine Radio, some people don't realize I don't do that. I don't necessarily cross-pollinate, but... uh, I'm a I'm a regular radio butterfly. I do speaking of strange on Saturday nights here on uh, 570, and then I do uh, a podcast for Fate Magazine Radio. Well, it's live, and then it's podcast later. I I, but I do a radio show on <laughs> Sunday night for Fate Magazine, and but Chase Kletsky, uh, former host, the last interview she did for Fate Magazine Radio was Jim Mars uh, some months ago. And I remember listening to that show and uh, and having a big smile on my face the whole time because Jim Mars was a entertaining guy to to talk to. And Art Bell uh, mentioned on his Facebook page, uh, you know, he just devastated because uh, uh, Jim Mars has been on Coast to Coast so many times. He's like a regular guest. You, you think Joshua P. Warren's been on Coast a lot, and he has, but Jim Mars was uh, was their go to guy for years. If like. <laughs> Uh, somebody once called him a, a good old Texas BSer, and I I don't mean that in a bad way, no. but he could spin a yarn. Jim Mars, uh, so farewell, my good man, and uh, leaves many memories and many books to be uh, examined closely. And he he taught us a lesson about uh, always question the popular account or the. <laughs> The consensus doesn't uh, mean truth. Uh, you have to seek the truth and ask tough questions, Jim Mars. Uh, and a lot of SOS fans, fans of Jim Mars. Are you familiar with his, his work, Shelley? There was a conspiracy in every closet. <laughs> you know, he right. could find one, and there there is uh, there is something to that. Uh, I'm I'm not maybe perhaps so paranoid as to believe every line of or every conspiracy theory that comes down the pipe but they do make engaging and interesting reading and again to go back to the origins of fate magazine where you skip that line from from fiction to fact and there's this whole zone it's not there's not a fine line between them there is a a very nebulous very blurry hazy uh belt between uh, fact and fiction sometimes. And uh, Jim Mars often wrote from that area, that gray area. But uh, in doing so, he uh, charged a lot of synapses, 
made synapses fire that that maybe weren't firing. You're listening to Speaking of Strange. Joshua P. Warren, speaking of strange, it's the Dark 30, and we're going to be dipping into <laughs> all kinds of foolishness. The, uh, these are leftovers. I don't think it's shameful to say that, that sometimes the people who are collecting the goods uh, deserve the week off. So we've got leftovers. And uh, like... Uh, and I'm, I'm searching over here, too. I'm, I'm, I'm looking oh, for yeah. some interesting... And there's still stuff trickling out. You can always get more timely material at the speaking of strange facebook page i guess you would just go to like facebook and search speaking of strange and it would be one of the top results they got a page with a news feed you should be doing that if you're on facebook um you got the bell the ringy dingy over there shell yes, i do okay let's see how to set this one up uh sumter county florida Man tried convincing people to give him their cars by saying he was the police. Uh, you mean like Sting and um, Stuart Copeland? And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, oh, you're really Sting? <laughs> yeah, that's me. Um, the 45-year-old man knocked on two residents' doors, told them there was an emergency and he needed their cars and was under was an undercover police officer. Residents called the uh, Sumter County Sheriff's Office, and when deputies arrived, Lipshaw was discovered hiding behind a tree. According to deputies, Lipshaw refused to give his name and said, just take me to jail and call me Mr. Anonymous. The man faces numerous charges, including larceny, loitering, and burglary. I, I uh, can't really dr draw much out of that news story. Comments. <laughs> well, thank you for enlightening. <laughs> Usually, when I hear a story, uh, it's like, huh, that—that's a thought. But um, 
There yeah, are no so thoughts you told there. people you're the police and you needed their car. Uh, weak. You ready with a bell, Shell? Yep. Florida man calls 911 because he needed a ride to Hooters. Uh, that may provoke a little more thought. 28-year-old Brevard County man called 911 in a panic, telling the operator his elderly grandmother was about to have a stroke and being the doting grandson he is, he desperately needed to be by her side. But the gag is the man just needed a ride to Hooters. The man said his grandmother is hard of hearing and has other ailments. He even offered gas money, all the while expressing the severity of the situation in needing to get his to his sickly grandmother. Police picked Hinkle up at a 7-Eleven gas station and dropped him off at Merritt Island Hooters, believing that's where his grandmother was. <laughs> that's where his grandmother was. Mrs. Mr. Hinkle was in a panic. Uh, and was really concerned for his grandmother's safety, the responding officer said. As I let the man out of my patrol vehicle, he said thank you and took off in full sprint across the parking lot and headed west, the officer said. Turns out his grandmother wasn't sick at all. After three hours, police located the man's grandmother who was staying with her daughter after being released from the hospital. In a sworn statement, she told law enforcement officials she never called her grandson in need of assistance. She hadn't been to Hooters, and she wasn't having a stroke. Police later found the man at a Burger King not too far from Hooters where his ailing grandfather was. <laughs> no. uh, the man was arrested for misusing 911, which is a third-degree penalty punishable by up to five years in, in prison. That's your lesson there. Abusing or misusing 911 is a third-degree penalty. 911 is a joke, Vance. Punishable by up to five years in prison. Don't call facetiously to 911. All right, here, here I, got, I got an interesting one for you. In this time, this day and age, it's hard to find a good gig, a good job, especially one that pays well, has benefits well. I found something that is pretty awesome, and uh, they're hot. they're looking for people right now. And starting pay is between one hundred and twenty-four thousand and one hundred and eighty-seven thousand dollars. Okay, yeah, Ooh. yeah. You ever dream of protecting the Earth from an alien invasion? Well, NASA <laughs> has got a job for you. The Federal Space Agency is seeking to hire a planetary protection officer who would help thwart the spread of extraterrestrial life, intentionally or unintentionally on Earth and outside solar systems. Planetary protection is concerned with the avoidance of organic constituent and biological contamination in humic and robotic space exploration, states the job listing. Basically what that means is uh, it means preventing extraterrestrial life forces, no matter their size, from spreading during space travel. means you get a great big gun. Now, it does mean you get a pretty decent paycheck uh, and benefits. But it's a super exclusive role, and it's one of only three in the entire world. Um, it's pretty uh, crazy, but it is like an actual role. Uh, NASA points out that it was uh, created to help meet an international agreement that space missions must have a less than 1 in 10,000 chance of contaminating an alien world. Well, <laughs> okay. So what are the requirements for well, this? Can apparently, anybody- no, it says right here, apparently, un- it, This is ex- I'm reading verbatim. Before you start sharpening your space invader skills, it should be addressed that contrary to what Hollywood films may lead you to believe, NASA is not going to take just anyone. So, Shelly, I think you're probably already out 
of it. Uh, you need <laughs> I that. would be great at defending you, the world. Do you have broad engineering expertise and an advanced knowledge of planetary protection? No, but probably okay. if I then did, I wouldn't be as good as I am at shooting. Thanks for your thanks for your application, Miss. But but I can shoot. I'm really it's, good at it. It's more about not shooting. It's about. But I'm it's a pretty good negotiator. You know, I think I, w- I would make a good. I think you negotiator. Mis- I think you misunderstood. It's to make sure that no debris really. <laughs> it's like you're basically like a you space. You shoot it out of the way. You're a space garbage. <sighs> It could explode. Get rid of it. Somebody's got. Before it you know, hits the earth and hurts people. You know, there's a ton of uh, space waste. That's an actual issue, like in orbit, near Earth orbit. Crud. Yeah, falling back. Yeah. Parts of satellites, the, um, mm-hmm. like tanks. You know, like those uh, with fuel tanks and stuff. And oh yeah, yeah there's a lot of crud orbit out there. And like it's. But it's like the ocean. You think you just can, like these huge you think you patches can go anywhere of garbage and be free. But no, like there's a specific route, and like there's a lot of you think you go to space and it's nothing's. No, there's a lot of stuff that could run into you. Get this: seven-year-old boy charged for urinating onto steaks on neighbor's grill. This is this <laughs> is fun. Authorities in Maryland have charged a seven-year-old boy after they say he urinated on steaks. The neighbor was grilling in his backyard. The St. Mary's County Sheriff's Office says a deputy responded to a home on Hawthorne Way in Lexington Park after the victim contacted them for a report of destruction of property. The investigation found that the boy urinated off the roof of his home onto the victim's grill, and the incident was caught on camera by a witness, according to the Sheriff's Office. Is that child pornography? (laughs) The uh, I don't know. The boy was charged with one count of malicious destruction of property of one thousand dollars. The boy had no remorse and said, "What are you going to do? Make me go to summer school? I'm seven years old." Good call, buddy. Punk kid. <laughs> that now, is pretty punk. What kind of cuts of meat are we talking about here? Thousand dollars for the meat? I don't know that. I think the charge Kobe against beef? the kid. I think the charge against the kid was a thousand dollar, you know, sort of penalty. But, but he's totally right. That's why cartels and whatnot get like kids to commit murder because they just they're they seven years yeah, old. They get out in a few years. No I'm, record. I'm seven. I pee, pee all so over. What? I peed on your stick. pee all over your neighbor's meat, kids. If, <laughs> if you learn anything tonight, <laughs> you're seven years old. Pee you're on the free, meat. Free to pee. So you can pee free on to anything. Pee. Yeah. <laughs> I'm seven years old. I can pee on what I want to. What are you going to do? Make me go to summer school? <laughs> I hope that's your kids good, don't read that. That's a pretty good comeback. What are you in, in a related story, they, they did make him go to summer school. <laughs> wow. And they made him hold it all day long. Let's see. Shelly the Bell again, mm. please. Belly. Hialeah, Florida. Man angry about the AT&T work trucks parked in front of his oh, home took matters that. into his own hands and opened fire on the vehicle's tires and engines, police said. Crazy. 64-year-old man uh, confronted the workers outside his Hialeah home. Uh, opened fire on Did the truck with was a using, shotgun. No, it wasn't. Well, he had pistols, too, but they were, like, old. They looked like Old West like really long <laughs> barreled Lord. pistols, like you know, ornate ones. Jeez, he faces uh, charges of aggravated assault with a firearm and felony vandalism. Uh, he said AT and T is a giant ripoff company, 
be it cell phone service or whatever, and everyone knows they charge way too much. Dude was like angry. He came out like, what? What? Bam! Bam! He was unloading. You're like, holy. Wow. Yeah. Florida. Straight out of Florida. We'll be right back. You're listening to Speaking of Strange. To keep you suckers tripping, everybody's looking. If you're jealous, turn around. The AMG kick keeps us closer to the ground. We're getting good grip from the 50 series tires. The Alpine's bumping, but I need the volume higher. Cause the 808 kick drum makes the girlies get done. We're rolling Rainier, and the jealous wanna get some. Every time we do this, sucker MCs wanna battle. I'm the man they love to hate, the JRU wing of Seattle. Picked up the posse on 23rd and Jackson, heading for the strip. Yes, we're looking for some action. The limo's kinda crowded, the whole car was leaning back. Maharaji's watching TV with two girlies on his lap. On Martin Luther King, the set looks kinda dead. We need a new street, so posse move ahead. We all look kinda swath, the crew you can't forget. The mix a lot, posse cola ripping up the set. Welcome back. It's speaking of strange. <laughs> Sam's picking the bumpers. I got two. I get two. Yeah, I, I give you two. two. I give you two. You were not pleased. That's all right because you said that uh, my my bumper music lacks melanin. That's okay. <laughs> what? You you once told that. me you once told me that my bumper music lacks melanin. Okay, it's your melanin music, deficient. Your bumper music is fine ninety percent of the time. <laughs> Pierce County, Washington. Uh, the woman was irritated first with the long line and then with being shorted a chicken nugget. So police said she pulled out a handgun and pointed it through the drive-through window at two employees working in the South Hill fast food restaurant. The employees called police. By the time uh, the county sheriff's de- deputies arrived, the employees were crying, and the sedan driven by the armed woman was long gone. When the suspect vehicle pulled up to the window, they immediately had an attitude, according to charging papers. The woman complained when she didn't get her drink right away. Then she complained there was something in her drink. Discovering she was short, one chicken nugget apparently pushed her over the edge. Over the edge. Employees and witnesses said the the woman threw her drink through the drive-thru window, then got out and began punching the window when employees shut it. The employees returning to the window were greeted by a black handgun pointing at them, records record shows. Why got to be a black handgun? Deputies went to the house where the car was registered and looking through a window saw a man and woman hide. Eventually they opened the door, but the man took off running and had to be tackled. The 19-year-old woman accused of pointing a gun at a fast food employee was found hiding in the attic. She pled not guilty Monday to second-degree assault, was ordered jailed, $75,000 bail. I've got one that it kind of ties scarily into that. Is it a pizza parallel? It's a pizza parallel. Okay. 
Uh, Lauren Ledford from Hermosa Beach, California, says she ordered a pizza from the U.S. Postmates app, ate it, thought everything was fine, but then found a note on her front door six days later. Now, this is where it gets kind of weird. So this girl, she orders some food from like a third-party application, right? You know, like uh, they go pick up the food for you. Yeah, valet to go, yeah. whatever. Yeah, so whatever, yeah. And uh, she, there was a, a fee on there, like a delivery fee. She thought that that went to the driver. And so she didn't tip on top of that. She thought it was, like, included. Okay. Fair enough. You know, it happens. Not everybody's informed, enlightened, what have you. Uh, six days later, she comes home, or four days later, she comes home. Six days later, she comes home to a four-page letter. And she says that it's uh, the scariest thing she had ever read in her life. So she was not expecting to see this on her uh, doorstep. And so the driver thought he was shortchanged. Here's some of the things. Uh, four pages of name-calling and threats. She posted it to her Instagram and Facebook accounts. Please next time tip your delivery driver, and if it turns out that delivery driver is me again and you do not tip again, I'm probably going to rob you. I'm only joking, but not really. Don't risk it, though. Who knows what a disgruntled delivery driver who can't afford to eat that day is capable of. (laughs) Vance, have you ever left a four-page manifesto? I I have never, never uh, left. Three pages, sure. (laughs) <laughs> I've left notes in like the the uh, there's like the what do you call it a non not bedroom a bedroom window a, they're in no, left yeah slip notes through the bedroom no um in the computer profile for different oh, customers get you in there's, trouble. there's a little box over here that nobody is supposed to see right that always ends up on the internet it always ends up yeah always ends up publicized. I, I would write some notes in there about certain customers. And, and I learned to be pretty discreet about it. Customer prone to complaints and, and dates, you know, that they had complained and everything. So you start having like a running tally. And then we used to have like code words uh, for uh, don't tip, you know, like two asterisks or, you know, we had, we had some codes between the drivers. I remember back in the day of uh handwritten tickets, the three ticket system, remember the yellow, the pink and the white copy. That's going way back. Yeah. That was like, that seems archaic nowadays, yeah. but, um, so you would handwrite each one out. And, uh, so I remember this one time somebody wrote on it, you know, the person must've been a real jerk on the phone because they wrote something on the actual ticket about like screw that guy you know and then the guy wanted a copy of his receipt from me because he was like on a business trip and he was going to expense it oh and written on the thing was like bad stuff about the guy and i'd be like i don't know where that is sir i i I don't know i gotta pretend like i lost it (laughs) and i come back and bring him like a receipt or something oh gosh yeah, uh, they always come back to bite you. But I mean, um, yeah, a four four page manifesto uh, or uh, instructional le- that might be a pretty good idea. I should should make up like a an, a nice little instructional letter on uh, the etiquette of tipping that I could leave <laughs> with people who don't tip. No, uh, I'd say that the the vast majority of people do understand tipping just choose not to because they're not very nice people i hey that's a judgment call and then there are people who like you mentioned this person claimed sam think that the delivery fee that the shop charges is your tip 
folks, when you pay a delivery fee, generally uh, that delivery fee, or at least not the entirety of that delivery fee, goes to the driver. In some cases, if it's a $2.50 delivery fee, the driver may get $1. Is it is it worth $1 to drive to your house? You decide. I think, personally, it's not. I think it's nice to give a delivery driver 5 bucks. Of course, I am a delivery driver. <laughs> so well, I took that to heart. I remember yeah. you talking about that. So yeah, Give as we... much as you can. My dad always says, uh, you know, if you're at a restaurant or something, you're like 20% and then add a dollar. Yeah. He's like, because the dollar will mean more to them than to you. Yeah, go one better. Yeah. Yeah, I Not that I like big of that. a deal, but it makes a, a better impact in somebody's Yeah. The etiquette yeah. of tipping on. Speaking of strange, <laughs> <laughs> nice, good lessons during the, the okay, dark here's, 30. Okay, here's one for you. You ever um, find this, uh, intri- like, I always found people who went over Niagara Falls to be intriguing. Like, I was like, thought that was an interesting record. Yeah, fascinating. You know, like, I'm going to jump in a barrel, like, pretend like I'm looking at the falls and then sneak over this fence and like jump in a barrel and then right. go over. Right. Maybe die. I mean, it's like, that's a hard hit. That's crazy. That's a weird record to want to get. Well, a daredevil and professional aerialist, Arundira Walenda. You've heard of the flying the Walendas. Walendas. Yep. Yes. I, can, I apologize for mucking up her first <laughs> name. Broke the world record Thursday for the highest suspension over Niagara Falls. This was actually a couple months ago. It was the fifth anniversary of her husband of 17 years walking over the waterfalls on a tightrope. She hung by her teeth from an aerial hoop dangling approximately 300 feet over the thundering water. Isn't that crazy? She wow. beat She beat the previous record where this guy hung from his teeth from 250 feet above the Silver Dollar City in Branson, Missouri. Now, that just blew it out the water. I mean, it's like the cup of pizza Jeez. was okay, but the pizza in a cup. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, yeah, yeah the Walendas. feet dangling. The, the dangling Walendas. I, I think That's a I, great I, band name. <laughs> I, I think I saw one of the... Uh, I'm writing that down. I, <laughs> I got a patent on that, people. saw one of the Walendas walking over Tallulah Gorge years ago. Yeah, the Walendas. That's like the most boring story. <laughs> uh, Tallulah Gorge is not. I, I you saw, can die I by saw falling. A Walenda up. at the Tallulah Gorge. <laughs> Tallulah Gorge would kill you if you fell in it. Who, I'm just saying what's the difference? Like, 250 feet or 300 feet? Not to rain on your parade, but that dude would have. Been, you know, you would have been just as dead okay. at 250 feet. I should have just said that's the most arbitrary thing. Like this most random is like. Okay. I saw Walenda at Tallulah Gorge. I'm. We're talking about the Walendas. I thought it was. I thought it was relevant. I thought it was pertinent. It was okay. I'm drawing on life experiences here. It's the dark thirty. Uh, here's a. I'm. This is not me talking to Sam. I'm going to hit you in the head. A woman named Major Crimes tells Springfield cop before okay. allegedly kicking him in the groin. That's how you know your story's fake, right there. It started with a tray of donuts. A woman whose name is Major Crimes. Why would you it's like name your like, daughter Major Crimes? You name your, you name your kid Jeeves. Major <laughs> is a family name. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Uh, hurled a tray at the assistant manager of the Pride gas station uh, after being told to leave the store, according to the arrest report. The woman told the man to call his kids and say goodbye, as when she came back, he was going to die. When police arrived, she resisted arrest and threatened to kill the officers before being tasered and transported to police headquarters. Once there, she kicked an officer in the groin 
and renewed her threats. The report said, I'm going to kill you, so call your kids and tell them goodbye because you're going to die. Uh, she was consistent. Uh, major Crimes, who was 31 from Springfield, uh, was booked on six charges, including two counts of threat to, a com- to commit a crime, assault and battery on a police officer with her foot, uh, and assault and battery with a dangerous weapon, donut tray. Donut a, a, tray. Donut tray is a deadly weapon or dangerous weapon. Seventh charge was added the next day after crimes allegedly spat in the face of a court officer before she appeared. What are you in for? Donut <laughs> tray. Oh, uh, major crimes. How did they On know? On CBS. <laughs> it's speaking of strange. And the dark 30s winding down. We'll give it one more segment uh, and then off to bed. We'll be right back. Thank you, Sam, for the Bronx. Didn't know those guys. What's the name of that track? Sore Throat. Sounds great, man. Reminds me of Zeke. A little bit of Super Suckers. A little bit of that kind of vibe. I know the, yeah. the, the, the bass. No, uh, yeah, the Super Suckers. Uh, the bass player. Eddie Spaghetti. Well, the, uh, the was he's the, on tour now. But, yeah, interesting. But Eddie Spaghetti, yes, was the original bass player. Interesting interesting outfit there i uh yeah the reverend horton heat introduced me to the super suckers many many a year ago i think that yeah they were out west because they did like some split eps with the the reverend back in the day on sub pop mm-hmm. so um yeah that was my take is that they were from out west somewhere like colorado montana somewhere. yeah 
Fun guys, the super suckers. But that was. I always thought they were from Chapel Hill for some reason. Hmm. I don't know. But they they weren't. But I don't... they they kind of got uh, that vibe. Early uh, early nineties Chapel Hill had had a really really cool scene. You like Archers sound. of Loaf? Archers of Loaf. Yeah. There's a, there's the a, most of those guys were from Asheville. I think I know Matt. Matt from Archers of Loaf. Speaking of bass players, Matt from Archers of Loaf is uh, still here in town. Um, had Blue Rags. Those guys, yeah. Those guys had a release on Sub Pop. And, Good uh, stuff, man. Good stuff. Uh, listen to this. Man who binged on ice feared dead after attempting to have sex with Crocodile. Uh, <laughs> when, I, when I read that headline, binged on ice, I uh, thought uh, of a post that I saw somebody made on Facebook the other day. The, the brilliance of uh social media uh somebody had posted a note on on facebook that said i uh i swallowed a ice cube yesterday and i still haven't passed it i'm really worried what <laughs> stupidity okay <sighs> but th- this is a different kind of ice apparently i i don't know anything about it what is ice sam uh it's uh meth okay authorities hold little hope of finding a 26-year-old local man alive after he was attacked by a wild saltwater croc at Clifton Beach, uh, north of Cairns. I don't know exactly. Oh, in Australia. The identity of the man is yet to be released until his next kin can be formally notified, but his friends who witnessed the incident say the man had been impaired after smoking a large quantity of the illicit drug ice. Uh, He was a few hundred meters down the beach when he started pulling his clothes off, said the friend. We thought he just wanted a streak or something, but then up ahead we were shocked to see a croc. The group of friends shouted at the man to leave the crocodile alone, which was estimated to be around two meters long. That's uh, that's somewhere over six feet, like six and a half feet, right? I'm two meters long. We were worried he was so uh, off we remind his... you again, this is the dark 30. <laughs> he was so off his face on ice. That must be like an Australian expression. He was so off his face on ice, he'd try to provoke it, but nothing would prepare us for what he did next. According to the friend, the man, now naked, leapt at the crocodile and started trying to have sex with it. Of course, the croc wasn't having it and started thrashing around like crazy. The man's friends were powerless to help as the croc clenched its jaws across the man's torso and hauled him into the water. There was some thrashing around under the water for a few seconds before nothing. It was just still, said the distraught friend. The group soon raised the alarm and a search party were called out, but no trace of the man has been found yet. Rescuers hold grave fears for the man's safety. To be taken by a croc in those circumstances, I wouldn't be optimistic for him surviving it, said one of the rescue team. The case serves as yet another reminder to anyone who uses or is thinking about using methamphetamines. There can be serious, deadly consequences. I think it's, um, you know, is that screaming to me? Propaganda. Off. He was off his face. No, propaganda. He was off his face, Sam. His face was off. Uh, <laughs> wow. Um, <laughs> I'm looking to see if this is a good, uh, if this is a good uh, ender or not. Um we don't have an ender. And no. Unless, we, got, we got a minute left. But we need an ender. Unless we want to talk about more Matthews in Pasco County, Florida. A man said he was high on meth and allegedly tried to hotwire a car even though the keys were inside. 
19-year-old man reportedly let himself into a home in Pasco County and told a blind man inside he was looking for his keys. Brazell then walked outside, got into a parked car. Little did he know the car's doors only opened from the outside. Uh, well, when, well, what? what other ways would they open? <laughs> only <laughs> open from the outside? I don't get that. When deputies arrived, they said he was trapped inside and trying to start the car with a voltage meter. You didn't read this story ahead of time, did you? No, I didn't. Might be a typo. I don't know about that. I That's... didn't. I don't know. He trapped himself. Highlighted. I did not he write it. He trapped himself inside the car. He told oh, deputies that he was on meth and he didn't know what planet he was on. So, okay. I again call I call bull on that i i'd like to i would like to we need to do a, a test the, sample the whole purpose in those last two stories was propaganda was take, advances well, the I, man i i like <laughs> i'm the man but i i like these choice of words he didn't know what planet he was on and, and he, he was, was off, off his, his face. face sometimes i'm rather off my face or don't know what planet i'm on but i do know this it's the end of the Dark 30 Hour. Keep it between I, uh, the ditches. I'm, I'm, <laughs> keep it between the ditches, in in your britches, between the ditches, and out of trouble. <laughs> Speaking of strange, let's do it again sometime, shall we?